Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 24th of March. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you're listening on a podcast, wherever you are in the world, you can look at marcustoday.com.au and read the disclaimer there. All right, well, last night we had a little bit of a slippage in the US market. It was bound to happen. We've had uh, pretty much uh, straight days of rises. So we did see some pullback in the US markets and I guess some uh, interesting signs. Once again, US housing seems to be under a little bit of pressure at the moment. Dow Jones fell 449 points or 1.29%, 34,359. The Nasdaq down 186 points, 1.32% to 13,923, slipping below that 14,000 level. And the S&P 500 falling, well, pretty much in line, actually. No middle for diddle today for the S&P 500, down 55 points, 1.23% to 4456. The VIX index, as you would expect in this kind of a negative environment yesterday or last night was up uh, 1.2.75% to 24, still relatively benign given what's going on in the world. The S&P SPY futures in our market were down 54 points or 0.73, so giving back some of the recent rises, 72.95 on that. But we'll get to our market in a minute. But the US market very much uh, dominated once again by bond yields, and we saw those uh, soaring and then falling. And we also saw, more importantly, I guess at the moment, the oil price continuing to push ahead. Brent crude was up 5.3%, $6.12, 121.60. up only a 2.84% rise, $3.17, 114.93. Gold. Mirroring that rise in the VIX index was up $15.80 or 0.82%. 1937 spot 3.0 and the iron ore price up a smidge, 44 cents, 148.92. Nothing very exciting in iron ore. Aussie dollar though, four month high, just uh, knocking on the door a 75 cents. There you go, up 0.43% last night. In commodities across the board, we had copper up 1.5%, nickel. This is the big one, and this is quite a surprise, given that we have seen the nickel price limit down, uh, as you would have expected, after the meteoric rise in uh, last, over the last couple of weeks, uh, has been falling limit down. But last night, it was actually up 14% to 32380 US dollars a tonne. So that is a big move higher. We did see the stirrings of that yesterday when the market you would have imagined would have fallen limit down to bring itself into line with other metal exchanges around the world in terms of the nickel price, uh, but it only fell around nine or so percent. So there was clearly some buyers starting to pop in. Maybe that was some of the shorts that we have seen that got very badly squeezed, making a stand and trying to get back those short positions. But last night, 13.97% higher. So that's obviously going to have a feed through into our nickel stocks today, the likes of Poseidon Nickel, uh, Nickel Mines, and Panoramic Nickel as well. So those could have a good day. Aluminium also doing well today, 4.1% overnight on the LME, which is a bit of a 
somewhat dented exchange now in terms of trustworthiness, but we'll have to go with it. Lead up uh, 3.85 and ton up 2.24%. Iron ore, as I say, up 0.3%. Coal also doing well, 7.8% up. And uranium, something that we have talked about in the newsletter, uh, starting to poke its head up uh, even higher. And certainly some countries examining very seriously now uh, nuclear power. Of course, it doesn't happen overnight, as Rachel Hunter would say, but it does happen. Uh, Germany being blamed partly for their fuel and energy crisis because as soon as the Fukushima a nuclear disaster hit. Germany decided to close all its power stations, the nuclear ones anyway, and as a result have relied way too heavily on Russian oil and gas. Well done, Mrs. Merkel. Not your finest moment there. So as a result, they're now held hostage to Russian oil and gas, and they are one of the holdout countries in terms of sanctions against Russian oil and gas, who are now demanding payment for some of their oil and gas from some of their enemy countries uh, unfavoured countries in rubles. That will certainly support the US uh, or the Russian currency. They're paying in rubles or more like rubles at the moment. So that is uh, that is part of it at the moment. But uh, interesting times ahead. As a result of all this, we had BHP in uh, the UK and the US was up. BHP in ADR terms was up 2.7%. Rio up 1.8%. Uh, we had Freeport McMoran unchanged. Alcoa up 4.8%. Tech up 1.8%. Anglo up 0.5%. Glencore up 1.8%. And Vale up 1.9% with Albemarle in the lithium space up 1.3% last night. But uh, that's certainly that coal and uh, energy prices generally are uh, certainly moving higher on the back of the uh, the Brent crude, WTI price, etc., as uh, people looking for alternatives. But uh, it also recently Boris Johnson announced in the UK that he was going to cut the red tape uh, that allowed for small nuclear facilities to be built in the UK. Go, Boris. Uh, the S&P 500 overnight closing pretty much on its lows, meandering around for most of the day, then just slipping into the lows at the close. Uh, some of the US stocks last night in focus. Apple was up 0.8. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, was down 1.5. Google down 1.1. Microsoft down 1.5. Amazon down 0.9. Tesla doing well. That ribbon cutting and the dad dance in Berlin obviously helping them. Still up 0.5. Uh, but uh, Netflix down 2.2. And US banks also coming off last night as we did see 10-year yields in the US ease back to 2.294%. So uh, a little bit of uh, weakness in those yields as bond prices rallied. So we had uh, JP Morgan down 2%, Citigroup down 2 uh, Wells Fargo, the worst of the bunch, they were down 42 And we saw Block, the artist formerly known as Square, which of course took over Facebook, uh, not Facebook, Afterpay rather, uh, was down 4.5%. So that uh, will send a bit of a, uh, a slight shiver through some of our tech stocks today, no doubt. Major stories last night. The uh, war in Ukraine has now entered its second months and uh, Western leaders to put more pressure on Russia. I'm not sure what more pressure they can put, but I'm sure there are other things they can bring in sanctions. And uh, we have got Joe Biden heading to Europe on Thursday their time to talk to his NATO partners about what more can be done. Putin wants unfriendly countries, and there's still some that are friendly. China, India hasn't come out either, uh, to pay for Russian gas in rubles or rubbles or Bernie's. 
or Barney Rubbles, as they probably should be called. U.S. new home sales drop further as mortgage rates push higher. And Wall Street drops on that oil rally and, of course, the uh, Russian-Ukraine conflict on fuel concerns. And the U.S. has reinstated 352 product exclusions from China tariffs. And foreigners are banned from selling Russian stocks as the market is set for a limited reopening. Sad news, Madeleine Albright, the former U.S. Secretary of State and feminist icon, has died at the age of 84 from cancer. And the Russian regulator has blocked Google News. It has cited Ukraine conflict for the reason there. And one black box has been found from the crashed Chinese airliner, the Boeing liner that crashed in China. Moderna to seek regulatory approval for COVID shots for very young children. And U.S. fuel makers on the hook for vehicle emissions in a new SEC rule. And India plans to mothball those uh, plans to let local firms list overseas. As far as our market goes today, uh, the Aussie dollar, four-month high, 75 cents pretty much for the Aussie dollar at the moment. Over in Europe, we did see some uh, easing off after the rises recently. Stocks 50, which is that pan-European exchange, was down one and a half. FTSE down 0.2. They did have uh, their um, spring statement, as they call it, last night with um, the Chancellor of the Exchequer uh, outlining plans to stimulate the economy, cutting petrol tax. Inflation numbers, though, came out at a 30-year high for the UK, 6.2, which was well above the 5.9. But the FTSE only fell 0.2% mainly because it is very skewed towards oil and gas and mining. So that did better than most in Europe. CAC's down 1.2 and DAX down 1.3. For our market today, we are showing that SPY down 54 points. And we'll probably see some weakness in the banking sector, which has been driving the market higher. Industrials and technology stocks also probably under some pressure today. But given the metal prices that we're seeing, BHP, of course, was up 2.7% in ADR terms. And that is such a massive part of our index, 11% of our index, that that will certainly be the, the turning factor today. And other commodities also will help the commodity sector, golds, uh, oil and gas, Santos, Woodside, etc., should do, should do very well, relatively well today. There's hardly um, a big takeoff in the U.S. oil and gas sector. Uh, it has been pretty buoyant, but uh, certainly some skepticism, I guess, that whether oil can last at these kind of prices. But so far, it has shown no signs of having a sustained pullback. So it could only get worse. U.S. 10-year yields, 2.28% coming off the top. Australia, 2.77. They did hit 2.82 yesterday, I saw. Germany, 0.46. Again, off the top there on the yields. And the coalition, the Liberal Nats coalition, is announcing $870 million spend on defence with 234 defence projects across the country. It doesn't seem very much across 234 defence projects. And I didn't really know we had much of a defence industry, but I'd imagine cyber is going to be in there as well. And uh, that could be good for some of our cyber security stocks, which have been languishing. And of course, Joe Biden has been warning about cyber attacks and the government will be focusing on those as well as part of the defence strategy. So it may help the likes of TNT and uh, Whitehawk down as well. Uh, UWL, Unity Group, last night suspended after a big rise and big volume, is now talking apparently to Macquarie and PSP Investments about a $5 bid. We should hear more about that this morning. And Santos is now expected to announce aggressive expansion plans following the discovery yesterday at Parvo 1 
uh, Carnarvon, which has a 30% stake in Parvo 1, uh, had a pretty good day yesterday. It's a stock we've held in the small cap in, uh, portfolio for some time and not particularly successfully, but it is now uh, looking like it could uh, push higher. It is the second biggest oil and gas discovery in recent years. Now, Carnarvon owns 20% of Dorado, which is the biggie, uh, but this Parvo 1 discovery will tie into the Dorado and make that expansion more likely to happen and make the project stack up better. So we could get some more news from Santos today. French group Invivo, seen as a potential buyer of UMG, United Malt Group. That was the spin-out of Grain Corp, of course. And Janus Henderson Group, JHG, has appointed a new chief executive, Ali Dijab. Uh, he is uh, succeeding Dick Whale, who will retire at the end of the month. And ANZ has unveiled da-da, a new banking app aimed at signing up customers in quick time. Of course, ANZ has had some problems uh, getting customers onboarded, as they say, and uh, those mortgage issues, getting people approved for mortgages, also part of the problem. And Putin plans to attend G20. Orcs, that is going to be very awkward for all concerned if he does attend G20. Mind you, could be a chance to um, confiscate Putin, maybe. Equity Story IPO, uh, that's a uh, financial tip sheet, newsletter, much like ourselves in some respects, uh, faces some question marks uh, from the ASX and they have moved the listing date. They're only raising around four and a half million bucks uh, but they have reached the minimum there, but they have had some questions asked by the ASX. Question of the day today. Do you think the RBA has been too slow to act? Certainly we have seen uh, rates increase quite dramatically in the 10s, 2s and 5s in Australia. So do you think the RBA has been too slow to act? We are still on record low interest rate settings and looking at uh, other countries around the world which have an inflation problem, we don't have quite the same problem yet but it would seem appropriate for the RBA to take a leaf out of the Federal Reserve's book or even the Bank of England's book or even the EU's book and try and get ahead of the curve, seeing as the others seem to be well and truly behind the curve. But at the moment, the RBA and Phil Lowe seems to be quite happy to bury their head well and truly in the sand. Thank you very much for listening. That's it for me today. You can head on over to the Markets Today Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts ideas and insights there as usual and if you're interested in subscribing to more streams of gorgeous consciousness the marcus strategy podcast has the morning meeting fly on the wall take on what we talk about in our morning meeting the on the desk podcast where the team in melbourne talk about all things financial and investment and the on the couch podcast and this week i yesterday interviewed or chatted to a lovely man by the name of daniel pickering who runs a company called Listed Reserve, which invests in Bitcoin and has done extraordinarily well since the fund listed five years ago. And uh, I talked to Daniel about all things crypto, Bitcoin. Uh, it was a 40-minute chat. And to be honest, we probably could have gone for two or three hours uh, to fill in my blanks in terms of cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. But uh, it'll be out the weekend once I've uh, polished it and edited it. And uh, certainly it will be quite interesting to, uh, to gauge the reaction on that, but certainly an interesting podcast. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.